Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, the best wrestling podcast around. Hosted by Brady and Danielle, the human. From Brooklyn to your living room, it's the best podcast to listen to. More than even afternoon, here, clever blind girl and a Jew talk about wrestling. They do it 24-7, cause they love to speak on it every week. That's why they are best friends, and they're back once again for some wrestling talk. So sit back, relax, it's time for Hillmarks. They're not just smart, they're Hillmarks. Fans and friends, we are back once again. I am the custodian of charisma, the ophthalmologist of optimism. I am the hyperactive heel and the messiah of mischief. And with me, as always, she is the sultan of sarcasm, the sorceress of sass, the blonde ball buster, and the maharaja of modesty. She's Danielle. I am Brady. Together, we are the Hillmarks. Danielle, say what up to the people. What up to the people? Danielle, say I seek power. I seek power? I seek pride. I seek pie. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap from no one. I thought you said I seek pie. <laughs> well, I was trying to quote Cool Running. I know what you were quoting. <laughs> I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap from no one. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhythm. I love that movie. Me too. Disney Plus for giving us that movie. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, you should. There's really no reason not to. You've got a very uh, relatable... I mean, John Candy puts a great performance on. You've got a lovable Sanka. uh, Yul Brenner. Good movie. It's a good movie. (laughs) <laughs> you Brenner <laughs> What's up my friend? It's the Festivus for the rest of us. Is it Festivus Day? No, I don't know. I'm just uh, excited it's almost Christmas. Well do you know when Festivus is? No. Should I know that? I don't know, but I'm just saying if Festivus is before Christmas, then we shouldn't, you know, jump the gun here. Festivus I like that I look up Festivus for the rest of us and Festival of Friendship comes up. Right. That's good. That shows what you've been searching. Oh. December 23rd. Oh, okay, so I'm off. So, yeah, we're close to Festivus as well. Next Monday, yeah. Oh, and man. Hanukkah starts the 22nd. You're welcome, my Jew friend, because I know you didn't know. I knew that it's, <laughs> you know, around that time. Right? <laughs> right. I knew the vicinity uh-huh. which Hanukkah hit. I knew that it was going to continue past Christmas. I knew that much. Uh-huh. That much information had had made its way in my brain space. Right. 
Sure. But you're right. I know. You're right. Thank, know. thank you for clarifying the actual date, the Hanukkah will be in. You're welcome. Get my menorah on. Yeah, get your menorah on. I decorated my cubicle and my cubicle buddies, my cubby buddies. I put That's lights great. all around. What? You got some dreidels? Well, I put lights around that used to go on my tree. And right. then I put, like, stockings on me and the non-Jewish person's stuff and, like, balls. Like, little, like, festival ball, festive balls and stuff. So uh-huh. <laughs> then I put a Santa and a reindeer on my desk. So the girl next to me is Jewish. And my supervisor was like, um, where's the Hanukkah stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I went to Target and all they had was a mensch on a bench. <laughs> so I instead of an elf on the shelf. So right. I had to, like, look for stuff. So I found two big happy Hanukkah signs. So I brought those in and he was cracking up. He's like, I can't believe you found Hanukkah stuff. Yeah, you really got to go into, like, the Jewish neighborhoods to get that Hanukkah stuff. Like, or good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was just... in Target, and they had, like, the ugly Christmas sweaters, and then they had this little, little, tiny section of Hanukkah. And it was all menorahs, and I'm like, I'm not going to decorate menorahs everywhere. That's stupid. Well, if you get, like, a, you get, you, the, the key is you got to get, like, a really cool menorah. Yeah, but know? they didn't have that. They just had plain ones, and then we have a, a menorah in the office anyway for Hanukkah. Like, you could get, like, a Star Wars-themed menorah or maybe, like, a uh, uh, octopus menorah. Oh, that's cool. That would be cool, right? I like that. Like, it was, it was Ursula from Little Mermaid. Yeah, that is cool. Yo, imagine the fiend has a menorah. What? Like, is he a Jew? What? Is he a Jew? I mean, I doubt it, but you, you could still... I mean, let's be real. This guy's a merchandising machine. The menorah could be like his face, and his dreadlocks could be like where the candles go. Or his dreadlocks could be candles. The menorah could come with candles. It would be his dreadlocks. That's cool. I like that. And then, like, as you light it, his face lights up, too. Oh, shit. I hope, I hope Bray Wyatt is taking these notes down. Take what, notes, what? Bray Wyatt. No, Bray Wyatt wouldn't be taking notes. The Fiend would be taking notes. Well, I think Bray Wyatt's the brains of the operation when it comes to the merchandise. Oh, first. okay. Merchandising, merchandising. The Fiend was behind that belt, so, you know, who knows? Maybe they come together with this shit. Yeah, the $6,400 belt. Maybe it's like a, it's like a uh, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Snow, Killer Frost on Flash situation. Oh, but maybe. Right now, Bray can just, he can turn into the Fiend or he can turn into Bray, whichever... One is needed at that moment. So it's like if they got a business meeting, he goes ahead, he puts that sweater on, he turns into Bray. That's but, fun. But when the business meeting doesn't go according to plans and they're trying to like sh- make him show some stupid stuff, he turns into the fiend and fucking freaks everyone out. I like it. <laughs> I feel, We have to incorporate the fiend into butt dad somehow. I, I was just going to say, the fiend is made for like a comic. Yeah, no, he needs to be in like... Yeah, he needs to be in Butt Dad. Maybe like Triple H's kids go into the mirror and they say Fiend three times and then he pops up behind them and like does scary shit. It would be like a Halloween episode. Beetlejuice shit? Huh? Like Beetlejuice? Uh, like Bloody Mary. And Or like the Candyman. And Beetlejuice. Yeah, but you don't have to look in the mirror to say Beetlejuice. I just watched Beetlejuice yesterday and went to the musical on Friday. Right, but if you have to say the name three times, I'm immediately going to think Beetlejuice. Fair enough. Um... We got we got wrestling to talk about. Oh yeah, wrestling. I forgot about that. That that, that is what this show is about. I, I always forget when we start talking about you know octopuses and menorahs and shit. Uh, speaking of random craziness, Broken Matt Hardy is returning. 
I don't know exactly know where he'll be returning, but broken Matt Hardy is back. I I really love that Matt Hardy is just like okay, well I I love that Matt Hardy keeps himself relevant as much as possible, right? Like with and the whole social media, with with just everything. When he was um, what was he doing on Instagram? It's it's hard to be Matt Hardy. Or have, yeah, yeah, you don't know how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. Like yeah. it was, it was great. He keeps himself relevant. He keeps it fresh. People still love the delete. Like people love all that stuff. Right. And it's and, and it's great. And it's a way where he's completely independent because, like, everyone watches his stuff, and a lot of times they'll be like, "Oh wow, this is produced really well. This is really well done. Look at all these cool stuff." It's all made from him and his wife. Oh yeah, in their house. You know what I mean? Yo, like, right. And let's just compliment Rebby for being ride or die, man. That woman, like, get yourself a Rebby Hardy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Rebby Hardy is just the ride or die chick of the century. Yeah. Uh, and, like, when when someone like Matt Hardy says, when I win, we win, like, that's, this is the epitome. Because, like, legit, a win for him is a win for them because they are all riding or dying. The kids included, the father-in-law, like, Everyone involved is there's no actors. It's all just friends and family coming together for this shit. Apparently, from what I've read, Matt Hardy still has like two other gimmicks that he came up with for himself that he never used. Wow. I wonder if Matt Hardy could do something with that. Well, I mean, I feel like his contract is up in February. He has made it very clear, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on his YouTube channel with his series, Free the Delete, he's made it very clear that wwe doesn't have to use him but they will not stop him from doing stuff right and he owns the broken character thank god 100 percent owns it um thank god he on wwe if they wanted to but he could also not use it on wwe not re-sign with wwe and bring it back wherever um he could do a thing where he decided to go back to impact for a little while and see if he can actually put that company which is essentially irrecognizable i believe which is sad yeah Uh, he could go there and see if he could put that on his back for like a month or two and see if he can do the same thing he did a few years ago with it he could go to new japan make some waves with some of the familiar faces and new faces that are over there he could of course do what everyone's going to want him to do which is go over to aew and see if that's the place that will give him the spotlight that his creativity deserves and also It's one of those things where I think a lot of people, like John Morrison, for example, returns to WWE, right? Mm -hmm. I think it was like a five-year contract. So granted, that guy does bathe in the fountain of youth uh, along with Virgin's blood. But let's just assume because of his age uh, that maybe this is his last contract he signs, right? Let's just assume it for the argument's sake. He chooses to end it in WWE and then doing that sets him up where if he wants to work with the younger generation, be a coach, a producer, even go into commentary like that, WWE is perfectly set up where he can train and go right into that stuff. With AEW, Matt Hardy's in a similar case where a lot of these veterans who are working as wrestlers, like Dustin Runnels, like Y2J, these guys are also doubling as mentors, as producers, as coaches, giving advice wherever they see fit. So Matt Hardy could go to AEW, get himself one more shot to see if he can put a company on his back, if he can prove that he's the main eventer no one thought he could be in WWE, and also if he can help the future and talk to a guy like 
uh, Luchasaurus about his gimmick and, and different ways to communicate that in promos and, and talk to guys like Darby Allen and may help him explore that character, you know? So right. it's one of those things where Matt Hardy really has limitless potential right now. Right. I hope he doesn't go to AEW. <laughs> I don't want him to go to AEW at all. What would you want him to do? I, I, I don't really know. I don't, I maybe like you said be a trainer be something i don't think i i know what you're gonna say and i knew you were gonna say it. like i know at this stage of matt hardy's career you really just kind of want him to go away you're kind of like why does he need to be here right <laughs> right i just feel like but it's okay but because he has a gimmick and something to offer and it's not just for the matt hardy name it's more for the broken Matt Hardy gimmick that he only a few years ago did. That's okay to me. But, but, as, you, but as you said also, the gimmick that he was only really able to use on Instagram with you don't know how hard it is to be Matt Hardy. I mean, that has so many legs to it that we haven't even seen. I right. just feel like the guy is so creative and he's so brilliant and for some reason has been so underutilized and so unfairly for so long that he, sure, he could sign with any company he wants and he could write these great ideas for other people and help the product. But God damn it, he deserves more than that. And if Dustin Runnels can go there and revive his career by having five-star matches with the stars of the future, why not Broken Matt Hardy? Let, let, Dustin let his... Runnels had a five-star match? When? I, it's happened. I don't know off the head, but I'm pretty sure he is since since he's been wrestling at AEW. Oh, I guess sure. like Cody, right? That match did that I match get so. five? Yeah, that, that was that was an excellent one. I I think that one might have gotten five. I stars. think it got five stars, even though I didn't think it deserved five stars. So yeah, um, and you know, like I I feel like I mean even DDP has a place. In AEW, right. I don't expect to see him wrestling, but just him being able to appear in these things with MJF and Cody, it gives the rub and it adds something special, an X factor. So I think Matt Hardy has something valuable. His name means something. He's made it mean something. And he continually shows that he can draw a crowd, whether it's to a YouTube channel or whether it's to a show. Right. I mean, Matt Hardy was randomly, uh, his music randomly hits for a squash match against Buddy Murphy a few weeks ago. WWE treated like it was a nothing return, but the crowd made WWE have to acknowledge on air that it was a big return because the crowd went crazy for his music. Yeah, of course they did. WWE fans have been waiting to see him. Wrestling fans have been waiting to see him. And I think whichever company wants to be the first company, wants badly to be the first company, to put this guy back on television and give him the creative freedom that he deserves and has proven to be responsible with... uh, I think that company is going to be in a real position to benefit in 2020. And I don't know if it's going to be WWE. Probably not. I just don't think they have any leverage. Like all I keep reading about is that they're going through contract negotiations now. And the main thing Matt Hardy is concerned with is how they're going to use him moving forward. And if they will use him. And it's like they've done nothing. In the time that he returned as one of the biggest names in wrestling, they've done nothing in these years to prove, to give him any reason to actually trust that they would use him. Especially, like, I remember what a big deal it was for WrestleMania 33 when he came, him and, him and Jeff's music hit for the tag 
match and everybody uproared and everybody couldn't wait for they were like is Matt broken is Matt broken is it broken Matt and then you see a backstage interview and Matt is talking like a normal person and everybody was so disappointed and right. then and then for what felt like forever they just teased him breaking remember they were slowly doing and we're like okay this is cool they're doing like the broken thing and right. they're waiting they're gonna do the turn like he's eventually gonna get broken and it took forever and the payoff wasn't even that good and it's like I mean, it was cool at first because we thought it was gonna be something cool um right. all of a sudden he was getting his entrances we got that ultimate deletion match with him and bray where he got to do the compound stuff stuff that he'd been campaigning to do on wtd he got to do it right uh, we saw him get his big wrestlemania moment and him unite with bray wyatt and we got to see that kind of woken wyatt you know right hardy we got to see that and then unfortunately matt hardy got hurt Right. And then they just decided, all right, well, let's bench Bray Wyatt for a year until we completely revamp him. And then when Matt Hardy came back, they're like, all right, why don't we just put you with your brother again? Then his brother got hurt and then, you know, did his legal stuff. And for some reason, they've just decided that Matt Hardy is not a singles wrestler. Matt Hardy is a tag team wrestler. And it's just ridiculous because you've got one of the greatest characters in wrestling at your fingertips and you got him on your bench while you've got a war going on. I mean, fuck, send him to NXT. Right. You could do anything with Matt Hardy. And like out of Bray, Jeff and Matt, Matt's gimmick. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Fiend gimmick, but like the broken Matt is an original, like awesome creative idea and it's right. like like you said you only see him as a tag I, I they only see him as a tag uh in a tag team and it's like that he's so much more than that and even when he became woken Matt like we were all kind of like this is what we waited for and it's still not the same we're not getting these great promos anymore we're not getting this fun stuff we were excited when he started feuding with Bray because we're like this is a perfect match going on right. like this feud we don't even have to align them not yet you could have they, that's the thing with with WWE. I don't understand. Sometimes they take too long to like just almost give us what we want. Like, right. like yes, draw, like drag it out. You can, but you don't have to drag it out for so long. Like, right. it, because then we we start forgetting about stuff and 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 just getting tired of of waiting. You get tired of waiting, and then you don't want to see. I mean, not that you don't want to see it, but then it's not as exciting because you're like, oh, finally. And, and let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake that they've been hesitant to really get behind Matt Hardy because of his age and because of the fact that he has dealt with injuries. And, you know, they figure at this point, if they push him to a top level and make him, you know, his workload has to increase, he's just going to get hurt again. For argument's sake, let's say that's something you could allow this guy, give him creative freedom and tell him your story your point of view, I guarantee you that guy will be able to come up with a Woken Warrior stable within a fucking second. You give him some underrated and underused guys that can work like an error. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void we prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rick Young. Um... Uh, you could throw Killian Dane in there, even though I know I'm bringing up Sanity right now. Uh, you know, there's plenty of others that, that aren't really being utilized that you could throw with Matt Hardy and, and allow him to, you know, reincarnate. There there are certain – and there's also certain wrestlers, like I, I've discussed this with my friends before, like Kevin Owens as being one of my favorite wrestlers. Just because they're hurt or like not – like let them talk. Give Matt Hardy vignettes so we don't forget he's there. Like, have him while he's hurt. Well, I like, say he got hurt, God forbid, again. He could be like, well, I need, a, like you said, now I need a stable. And he can recruit people without actually wrestling and kind of be a manager and kind of get the same, kind of like the Wyatts form their, like, cult. He could form a woken cult or a broken cult or, like, whatever. And speaking, speaking of Wyatt, let's be real. With all the stuff that Wyatt has for the most part done since he's come back, uh, not really the Fiend stuff, but for the most part all the Firefly Funhouse stuff, Bray Wyatt easily could have been injured and still been able to do all yeah, that Yeah, they would have just kept building him up and and doing and, and really... And it would have been brilliant and, a, and a, it would have been a fantastic way to kill about four months of this guy's injury time. Right, so, just have vignettes every month. Yeah, so legit, God forbid Matt Hardy was injured or gets injured, they could easily come up with, uh, you know, a way for his Woken universe to still be a part of... Absolutely. You know, they have so much television on, on the week. The fact that this guy is forced to go to YouTube and Instagram in 2019, it's silly. Over who he is. Network. You think, just give him a network show, if anything. I yeah. mean, yeah. like, it's silly. It's silly. Have him like have a network show where he's recruiting people to be woke, it, uh, woke or broke or whatever the fuck is, whichever one they decide to have him be. Yeah, you can do anything. There's there's endless possibilities for him. It's it's kind of like the I, and it's funny the way you mention it, it's kind of it reminds me of what AEW is kind of doing with the Dark Order that I do like and I do think there needs to be a lot more done with the Dark Order but I like the fact that like if you I, I, for example last week I forget what the clip was um I, but I cut a clip from from AEW and we posted on Instagram it might have been the one where MJF uh, puts his gum in DDP's hand but I'm not positive mm-hmm. but legit as i'm posting this video up and i'm like watching it and you know cropping it and editing it whatever i see like a quick flash of something and i'm like what the fuck is that so i go ahead and i like go frame for frame and sure enough in the middle of this shit blinking you'll miss it it's a it's it's like a thing where the the whole feed just cuts and it's it's a millisecond but it says hashtag join the dark order oh yeah that's exactly what it is yeah, and they like they throw those in randomly throughout the show and like little things like that, and it's it it's cool and it's an interesting way where like even if you don't have time to get them a match or even a vignette or a promo, you can do these things that will have us talking and remind us in these ways that not only are yeah the Dark Order a thing that we need to pay attention to, but ooh look at these supernatural elements they're hijacking the show they have this ability you know like whatever like it's something that makes right. them stand. 
Right. When people aren't wrestling, at least let us know they're still relevant. Like, remember when they were doing the fashion police? That shit was hilarious. They weren't wrestling. Those guys need to... Tyler Breeze and and Fandango doing their fashion police stuff in NXT just doesn't work for me anymore. I'm not going to lie. But those those video, those vignettes, like building up the who sabotaged this was freaking great. Right. It saved their career for a while because it reminded everyone, oh my God, these guys are so entertaining. And then I was really hoping, and I think it has in a way, NXT was the way where we now remind everyone, oh yeah, these guys can work. Right. They don't need to be a tag though, I feel. That's my personal opinion. I think Tyler Breeze is good on his own. I feel like these guys are, I agree, but I feel like they're both good on their own. And I feel like they're both really good as a tag team. And if I thought there was ever a time, even a a one-month stint, where we actually got to see these two compete and really show what kind of tag team they can be, I'd be like, I, I'd agree with you. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Let's split them up. But we've never gotten the right, right. And NXT, that should be where it, 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 you know, it should be dying to happen. Right. These guys just have to get serious with their characters. I mean, let's be real. Undisputed Era are the tag team champions. Right. So that should be their goal. You cannot be giving fashion tickets to the Undisputed Era, you need to come in serious. And beat the shit out of them. Exactly. And the truth is, and I remember it was so long ago, but I think it was like possibly to determine the first ever SmackDown tag champs that Rhino and uh, Heath Slater ended up winning. But there was a tournament, and I think it was Fandango and Tyler Breeze versus the Usos. And mm-hmm. in that match, they really got, like, we got a taste of what they could do. Because they were pulling out these moves you never got to see them do. And these great tag team maneuvers that they haven't even put in video games for Is this them. when they were dressing silly? Yeah. Yeah, that was all good. Yeah, I like that a lot. When yeah, they were dressing, like, like, Carl the janitor or some stuff. Right, exactly. Or whatever yeah. his name like, was, I forgot. <laughs> where John Cena had them work with him and, and gave them a bit of a rub. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking great. Like, they are a really good tag team that we've never gotten to really see. And right. I think people should get a chance to talk about them yeah. and realize what they can do, especially in NXT where tag team wrestling has always been a highlight and a focal point. I love tag team wrestling. See, I, hope, I hope they get some shine soon. Me too. Um, I love seeing uh, MJF continue to get some killer shine in, uh, in AEW. He is just a magician on that microphone. Yo, he's he's so and he's young too, right? He's only like twenty five, right? Only young, hundred percent. Like he's if not younger, yeah. Future player and AEW is really building him up properly. And he's it's the only one, one they're things, building up this properly. Is, this is one of those things where I was, uh, as far as for WWE's sake, I was worried for them when we first started talking about AEW becoming a player and becoming a show and what type of things they were going to do that would make it not just an alternative for us, the fans, but an alternative for wrestlers as well. And the biggest thing that Moxley was talking about when he left, a big hot topic is as wrestlers aren't really, you know, like you see Alexa Bliss somehow for no, for no reason at all. We don't get to hear her talk anymore. You know, Elias doesn't get to talk as much anymore. Uh, in AEW, if you can talk, they're going to let you talk. And you know what? If they if you can't talk, they're going to go ahead and either do their best to protect you while you get better or we're going to get the chance to see that you can't talk because they're going to give you that chance to sink or swim. Right. And so for guys like MJF that go out there and they just give them a mic for six minutes and, and 
He gets to do whatever he wants. He gets to cut into that crowd. He gets to cut into Cody. He gets to cut into whoever he wants in that moment. And at no point does he look unfamiliar. At no point would you guess that this man had never been on TV prior to this year. Right. You know, like he looks like a pro. He was made for this. And it's it's just awesome to watch him shine. And, and grow, because that promo on Cody was just scathing, and it was beautifully done. And he mentioned the lisp, god damn it. Ooh, you love that. <laughs> you don't understand. I fight with people. They're like, Cody Rhodes doesn't have a lisp. I'm like, Cody Rhodes 100% has a lisp, and nobody believes me. Nobody. But now everyone will believe me because MJF said it. And when he said it, he said it with that face that like, oh, that's right. I brought it up. No one else says it, but I brought it up. I've literally people are like, I do not see a lisp. I'm like, watch his mouth. He has a lisp. (laughs) Yeah, you've been saying it forever. Forever. I'm like, not as bad as Jack Swaggers, but like, right. He has it's not bad, but he definitely has one. He 100 percent has one. Yeah. Um, So I was very excited about that. I will say this about AEW, though, that there's that where I still have a problem with them. They're not building feuds. They're only building some feuds, and that's my big problem. Like, I feel like people are just randomly in matches together. Like, someone just comes out and is like, I want to fight you, and now they're in a match. Like, I feel like there's no storytelling. I think I think partially you're right, um, but I do think that's one of the advantages, and especially right now as they're, you know, they're still getting their footing. You know, no, absolutely. Still- that's why I'm not like, fuck you guys. But I think this is one of the advantages of the fact that they give you information in that little intro, you know, they tell you the record, how many. Oh, I like that. One in a row. Little fun facts, because then it's like, all right, even if there's no story actually being told yet, we can use these things to tell a little bit of a story. Okay, this person's won three matches in a row. Oh, man. But this is Joey Janela. He's supposed to be a big shot. This is going to be good. Right. Oh, and like you can see where these characters go. It, It. I, I do agree, but I feel like what they're trying to not do is get into a pattern where they only have room for these guys because you've got these feuds, and if you're not in a feud, you're not on the show. And I think they constantly want to be rotating people so that everyone on their roster feels relevant right. because right now they need to make everyone feel like stars. Right, but you have to eventually like draw out a feud. Like... A Moxley and Omega feud could have been drawn out. A Moxley and Janela feud could have been drawn out. Like, these are feuds that you can draw out feuds. Right. And I think, I feel like a lot of these things are things they're going to go back to. But right now, for example, we're seeing the seeds planted for Hangman to turn heel on on Kenny Omega. Uh, so that's that's something that we have to look forward to as that continues to develop. I do think they need to do way more. I feel like, and this is one of the problems that they're just going to have to have, you know, as being the the biggest names as well as the VPs. Kenny Omega only to me feels like a star if you knew that Kenny Omega was a star before you started watching. I agree. I that majority of their fan base is fits in that category. Right. But if you didn't know who Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega was before All Elite Wrestling was a thing, I don't know how special he comes across. Right. If you don't know who he is, like how, yeah. Right. Like, it, it's, you know, um, he doesn't come across as the unbeatable, unstoppable Terminator that essentially AEW needs him to be because that's the guy he was when AEW was being built around him. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I mean, but you can say that for the WWE stars that they signed. Like, these people are who they are. Like, I mean, obviously Jericho's Jericho, but like, 
signing Jericho not knowing he was WWE, like the big thing is that Jericho, it's Chris Jericho from WWE. Well, I mean, yeah, it's more of Chris Jericho is just the ultimate star. And right. it's like, yeah, I did WWE. I did WCW. I did New Japan. Right. I have literally done everywhere. Right. And now, guess where I am? I'm the first ever AEW champion. Why? Because I'm Chris Jericho. You're welcome. Right. And uh, so that fits in perfectly because it's able to go with what he is in real life. But it also is just another great take on his character. Its evolution continues to happen. And I... I Here's one thing I didn't like, though. So this week we see Chris Jericho come out, interrupt John Moxley with the inner circle. John Moxley, who's currently the number one ranked person in AEW, coincidentally. And he essentially is. he offers Moxley a spot in inner supper. Inner circle. Inner supper. And uh, Moxley wisely, uh, I like how they did not have, you know, I think everyone expects Moxley not to accept and just hit him with a, uh, a DDT. Mm-hmm. But... They're making us wait for it. You know, they're making it look like Moxley could consider the decision and who knows what he'll do. Uh, so I like that they're using that to drag it on. What I didn't like is that Chris Jericho was talking to uh, John Moxley and constantly reminding us of Dean Ambrose because he was talking about their real life times together he was like you when you were first starting in this business you came to me for advice you want to know how to get over so i told you and then we worked together up and down we traveled the road we kicked each other's asses we put each other through tax but then when you left who helped you navigate who helped you get out of there who helped you bring you here and it's like okay i get it you're you're trying to give us a personal feel to this feud that obviously we're seeing develop or you're, you know, trying to give me reasons why Moxley will join your inner circle. Right. It's like the Moxley character that we're seeing was just so disconnected from Dean Ambrose. And so oh, yeah. Such a different character altogether. From the guy that Jericho's talking about that, I don't know, I to me, I didn't even feel like it was that worth it to bring it up like that. Like, I thought they could have done it in a better way. Um, I'm sure... If and when Moxley does eventually go wild and possibly take out all of the inner circle by himself in just a crazed attack, I'm sure it'll do a great job of making everyone forget all about Dean Ambrose all over again. But that was just one little thing I had a problem with. Right. From well, otherwise great segment. Well, a my another problem I have with AEW is we have to stop comparing. Everyone should just enjoy AEW and then I mean enjoy wrestling. And then all they do is talk about WWE and take shots at WWE and it's like, can you just stop? Like we all just want to enjoy wrestling. Yeah, and it's weird because on one hand, I don't I don't want to blame them for doing it only because let's be real. Let's look at everything they were doing with being the elite. Let's look at everything right. that got them here. This is the shit that got them to the dance. Them parodying the DX invasion and, you know, with the loudspeaker in the WWE parking lot. I mean, that is essentially like this is just a continuation of that, but on a smaller scale. Right. They have scaled back. Um, but let's be real. Fuck the revival. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like they have made their names. But now you don't have to do that. Right. But at the same time, it's also how much do you change when you get big time? How fast do you change? So maybe they thought that a lot of their fan base would actually enjoy that stuff and wanted that stuff. Uh, right. But, right. Maybe, maybe they think it's more important now than ever. 
to get WWE fans to to come to WWE shows wearing Bullet Club shirts. And I don't know if that still happens as much as it used to. So maybe they feel like if that kind of shit is important, you know? I don't know. There's a different... Yeah, but, like, don't say let's not talk about it anymore and everybody enjoy wrestling and then do it. Just be right. like, all right, fuck WWE and then talk shit about WWE all you want. I mean, it would probably still annoy me personally, but talk about it all you want. But don't be like... Let's not let's not bash each other and just enjoy wrestling and then be like, mm, fuck WWE. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Right. It's more so of them saying not to do it and then they do it anyway. Right. Um, one thing a lot of people had problems with AEW uh, was the fact that some of the tag wrestlers, Lucha Brothers in particular, weren't really respecting the tag rules. And a lot of people, I saw them making fun of them online. Like that was like a continuous thing um, where they kind of would just they'll just come in the ring and tag the other person in there, like just tag whenever they want or do all that kind of stuff. I love wrestling fans. <laughs> Jericho uh, had a backstage meeting and basically as surprising as this may sound, he made it sound like just nobody had ever said this to these guys before. And as soon as he explained to him, he's like, yeah, you have to tag by waiting outside for your partner to come and tag you. Otherwise you make your refs look stupid. Apparently they've uh, stopped doing it now. That's so. funny. I, I wasn't aware of that, but it's freaking hilarious, like wrestling fans, bro. It, because you know what it is, too? Indie wrestling is very different than, like, the mainstream stuff. Like, if you watch indie wrestling, like, first of all, there's, like, a 20 count for indie wrestling when you're outside of the ring. You know, there's there's a lot of different rules, so maybe they just weren't aware of that you can't do that. I mean, apparently, and Conan said this, uh... While because apparently they told Jericho they were like, well, this is how we do it in Mexico. And he was like, well, that's funny because I wrestled in Mexico for years and everyone who tags does it this way. But Conan did say that apparently modern lucha wrestling over in Mexico has changed. And a lot of times they do kind of do tags like that. So I think it was really just something as simple as maybe, you know, when you're on the indies, a lot of the wrestlers do kind of look at everyone on the same level. And especially right. if these guys are huge names. So maybe none of the wrestlers, even Young Bucks, felt comfortable saying, hey, you've been tagging wrong. They're just kind of like, that's how you do things. And then Jericho was kind of like, no, I've been in this business for years. You're making the refs look stupid. You're not going to get heat if we have no rules and no order. This is how we do things. And now they're that's how they do things. So, I mean, I, if, 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 that's, if, if that's how simple things get done in that company where literally all it takes is just a respected veteran to bring something to their attention. I mean, that's that's good signs for, for the future and their ability to adapt and change and improve. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, as long as they're not, like, cursing at them and being like, you can't do this, you know? And it's like, hey, so we just know this is how you're supposed to do it. Right. Well, that's fine. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how much NXT tells us or dives into detail about the past of the two men fighting for the NXT Championship next week, because it will be two former leaders of the Bullet Club. Adam Cole was a leader of the Bullet Club? I believe so. I, I don't I, think that's accurate. I think Adam Cole was a leader of the Bullet Club. I don't think he was a leader. 
the leaders I remember is like AJ, Finn. Right. After AJ. Was Cody. Adam took over. No. no, Adam Cole was the one that took over. Are you sure? Cody took over like after Adam, didn't he? Like I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like I remember Adam Cole being the guy who all of a sudden was running the streets with the Young Bucks as the Bullet Club after they kicked AJ out. All right, I see Ken. Oh, maybe. See, but I looked up Bullet Club leaders: Ken, Kenny, AJ, Bad Luck, Fale. Right, Fale. That's how you say, it, right? Right. Tamatanga, Finn Balor, Marty Scroll. But Marty Scroll wasn't a leader. No, he wasn't. See, Adam Page. He wasn't a leader. Not Everyone's really. lying to me. Why are people lying to me? I think at one point he was the leader. I don't think he was. He was the ROH champion, I think he was. I don't think that's accurate. He got kicked out when Marty joined. I know, we were there, right? Yes. You were there that's, with me, right? <laughs> yes, we were there. Yeah, but he wasn't the leader at that point. I think he was. No, he was not. Kenny was the leader because Kenny came on and was like, Adam, you can't be in the group anymore. Kenny was the leader at that point. I think there was a, a there was a power struggle. I, I think at one point Adam. All right, you know what? Screw you. There were two people who formerly held high position roles in the Bullet Club. Sack of okay, shit. Okay. Anyway, it's two former Bullet Club members are wrestling. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go ahead and point focus on how important they were to the Bullet Club. Okay. Asshole. I don't. I. They're very. He's very important to the, the Bullet Club, but I don't think he was a leader. I. I might be wrong, but I don't remember him being a leader. You were wrong. All right, go ahead. Adam Cole versus Finn Balor is happening next week, and that's pretty. Yay! <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm excited about that match. I. I don't wish it was Keith Lee. I'm okay that it's not Keith Lee, but. Yeah, I'm really not in a rush. Like, I, I'm glad no that this is NXT because NXT knows that they don't have to jump at the overnight momentum Keith Lee got. They can stretch it out and they can keep people salivating for more Keith Lee leading into 2020 and really set him up for a prime year. Um, because, you know, like on SmackDown, you see what happened with Ali, where Ali had all the attention. He really had a breakout moment at the end of last year. It seemed like 2019 was going to be his year. And then it just, it, you know, WWE didn't take advantage over time. Right. And he just kind of gets strung along. With Keith Lee, I think it's going to be completely different. They're going to be able to slow play this perfectly. And by WrestleMania season, I expect Lee to be a big player. Man. Lee, man, I can't believe it. Finally, I was yeah. worried. I mean, I was. You get worried. You get worried when the indie guys go to WWE. You're like, uh, but I'm especially just... especially the guys that don't have the stereotypical look like Keith Lee. The guys that are not exactly super young anymore, like Keith Lee. The guys that always seem Keith like Lee's they... our age. Well, I'm just saying. Are we not young? <laughs> to be rookies in right. WWE, you know what I mean? Your right, first right, year. Right. like right, right, right. I'm just saying, compare it to a lot of the 18, 19-year-olds that are still in the performance center, 22-year-olds, however old they are. You know what I mean? Mm. How old is Austin Theory? 23, I want to say. 22. You know what I'm saying? And that's the, those are the type of people that they were, you know, he's running with and working with. So right. that's what I mean. Comparatively speaking, he's, he's no <laughs> spring chicken. But he's limitless, so it, it balances out. He is. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think also I don't know if you heard, but the rumors are that 
for the Royal Rumble, it's going to be 10 from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, and 10 from NXT. How exciting. Yeah, the only question I have is, is it going to be a thing where, like, I assume that if that's the case, that means that just like usually they they make it, you know, or, I mean, sometimes they ch- pick and choose. Sometimes they say that if you win it and you're on Raw, you're facing the Raw champion. Sometimes they say winner gets to face the champion of his choosing. Right. So does that mean that, like, whoever wins, like, if let's just say Roman Reigns wins, they would hint that Roman Reigns could potentially go to NXT and challenge Adam Cole or whoever the champ is? I would think so, right? Because you get to challenge whoever. And also, does that mean, since also, let's be real, the Royal Rumble does not just mean you, or as they say it, it does not, they don't say it just means you get the heavyweight title shot. It means you win the Royal Rumble, they call you the main eventer of WrestleMania. No, so does I, that mean that the NXT championship will be at WrestleMania? Because we assume it's going to be defended at TakeOver as well. Am, am, I, am I wrong? Royal Rumble, when you win, don't you get to challenge for any belt? I feel like it, but sometimes... I, I mean, obviously like you would choose for the bigger one, but you could choose for any belt technically. I believe so, yeah. Like usually they always do, you know, you can challenge for Raw or for SmackDown, whichever heavyweight title you want to go for. No, no, no. I mean any belt. No, they don't They, they do not do that like that. They, don't, they never tease that you could challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. It's not like that. Oh. Oh. But I, yeah, think I, I think technically with the money in the bank... Uh, oh, money in the bank, is it? I feel like sometimes with that, they even specify also. Because they would say, this is world championship, this is WWE championship, or whatever they had. WWE makes its own rules. But yeah, typically, it's definitely for a heavyweight championship. Like, I remember that one year, Undertaker won. And they 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 had WWE ECW back then, so they actually called out. The WWE champion, the world champion, and the ECW champion, They all, and it was like Undertaker had to choose. I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was John Cena, Batista, and Bobby Lashley. So it wasn't like they also included the U.S. champion, whoever that was. Right. So. But, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be cool to see a lot of the, the top guys, like like a Tommaso Ciampa, like a Keith Lee, a Matt Riddle, see these guys get, get to shine and, and, and be a equal part of the Royal Rumble. It's going to be very cool. Adam Cole, baby, was in it this year. That's right. That was exciting. I said baby. It's also a thing of where would Adam Cole be allowed to be in the Royal Rumble and potentially challenge another champion, or is Adam Cole out of it the same way the WWE and Universal Champions are out of it? Because his I title- would say he's probably out of it because he's champ. That would make right. sense because then it's fair game, right? Because because it, I understand becoming a two a two belt champion, um, but I feel like if. If a champion goes in there, they're like, "Why do I need another belt? This is I'm NXT. Where the where the main main event? Like you know, like I feel yeah. like they want to take pride in their belt. Why do they want another one? Yeah, like I I would love to see Keith Lee win the Royal Rumble, but I think it would be a giant mistake for them to have an NXT superstar win the Royal Rumble and then challenge any belt other than NXT. Right. You have to make it look like the NXT superstars are choosing NXT over Raw and SmackDown. Right. This is where they're still in the statement making portion. Uh, speaking of making a statement, we got a new cruiserweight champion. That we do. That was he's random. Engaged. And he's engaged. He's throwing. She said yes. She said yes. Yay. Angel Garza, very talented. Uh, and awesome match with Leo Rush. 
solid opener for NXT. Uh, and and uh, a very deserving champion. I, I wish they would have done a little bit more with Leo Rush. I feel like he, he immediately showed up, uh, made waves because he was back, won the title, and then they didn't really use yeah. him as much during the Invasion portion. He did have a great match on that card. Uh, but other than that, we've really not seen too much moment for him to shine. It's basically been the Angel Garza story. I, I loved the end of this match where he hits the big move, Leo Rush kicks out, and then he doesn't even release the move. He all of a sudden just turns that move into a brand new submission. Yeah, I love when they do stuff like that. Yeah, and for a high-flying match and for, you know, the Cruiserweight style to end in that vicious-looking submission was just a, a cool contrast. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to the new champ, and congrats to the happy couple, of course. Mazel tov. I wonder if they throw these guys on the pre-show. I doubt it, uh, but the TLC card, they're still probably coming up with plans for it right now. I mean, they barely put matches out before, like, a few days ago. Like, this, you know, who knows what's going to happen with this card. Well, that happened to SummerSlam, too. All of a sudden, there's, like, a bunch of matches. I mean, not some Survivor Series. I'm like, oh, there's a bunch of matches I was not aware of. <laughs> Um, speaking of things we might not be aware of, I don't know if you caught this, John Cena posted some interesting things on the interwebs. He's so ridiculous. What? What? He's so ridiculous. I love that he just posts the inconspicuous things and people are like, what's happening? Well, what he posted today is on his Instagram, there was a post that said, uh, stay calm or keep calm and continue the streak. And... Apparently, a lot of people online have brought to attention that the streak he could be referring to is the fact that if he does, if he appears at TLC, if he works TLC tonight, mm-hmm. then he will have appeared in at least one pay-per-view for the last 17 years. Maybe he's hinting that Undertaker is coming back. Sure. I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I, and then he he uh, he posted something on Twitter about something like travel with people ahead of you or something like that. Like, basically, it sounds like he could be subtly hinting that maybe he'll do something tonight. If he doesn't do something tonight, it will be the first year in 17 years that he did not work a pay-per-view. So He worked it, a pay-per-view last year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania, so, that's uh, stupid. Either this year, so either we see John Cena surprise us all at TLC, or we accept that John Cena really is someone that we just can't see no more. He didn't work WrestleMania when he did Thugonomics? That doesn't count? Hmm. I wonder if maybe the stat they're talking about is, I guess, have a match? I guess. I mean, you're right. Technically, him rapping as, as Thugonomics and serving Elias definitely should count. He worked the pay-per-view. Yeah. Did he attack Elias? I forgot. I think so. Did they beat up? Did he beat him up? I forgot. Sure, he beat him up. Yeah. So technically, he worked it, no? People are yeah. stupid. Yeah, People yeah, don't yeah. remember things. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe he's going to answer the tag open challenge, and he's going to wrestle him and Thugonomics. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I made that up. Maybe him and The Rock are going to come out and destroy the poor Viking warriors. I think I read a rumor that uh, a like- tag from NXT UK was going to accept that challenge. Oh, that'd be fun. You mean like Walter? 
No, I meant like a tag team. Walter is a single person. Yeah, but like Walter and one of his his peeps. Right, that would like be like Oni and uh, what's the other guy's name? Alexander Wolf. Or that guy. Yeah, that guy. Right. <laughs> uh, so I don't think this pay-per-view is going to be that exciting, which is extremely unfortunate because table ladders and chairs used to be a pay-per-view where at the very least you could throw some gimmick matches in there to spice up some feuds, tell some stories, or at the very least pop some crowds. Pop some crowds. I hate, I hate having a tables, ladders, and chairs match that's not for a title. I hate uh, when they... Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, uh, not to mention that it's like Roman Reigns and King Corbin and like this dog food storyline. Oh, like, God. It's like, I get it, but it's like, you know, and, and I think this is going to be the theme of most of these matches, but let's get into our predictions. Okay, I, I love getting in predictions. I just don't think we're going to be seeing too many surprises. So, for example, I'm going to kick it off here. I don't think there's any way King Corbin wins this. I, I think Roman Reigns w- wins hands down. I concur. Right. Uh, let's go into New Day versus Revival ladder match for the tag team championships. I'm actually really looking forward to this from a match perspective. Uh, been waiting to see these guys get to work in a ladder type of environment, talking about either team. Right. So the fact that they do it against each other is going to be great. Right, because the last time we saw, I think, Revival in a ladder match, they were in NXT against AOP and DIY, right? I believe so. Uh, but I'm not expecting a surprise here. Who do you, who do you think's taking it? I think New Day's taking it, but I would love to see Revival win. Me too, but yeah, I think New Day keeps the belts. Um, there's a rumored match that was, like, they were building it up, but it, they never set it up, but it might happen. So let's just throw it out there. Okay. If we get AJ Styles versus Randy, who do you think uh, takes that? AJ. Yep. I also I, I think that is another one where they could throw it as if they want to give us another good match, but I don't think they give us a title change. So yeah, I think AJ wins that also. Um, I wanted to say something but I forgot. Oh no, we're not up to it yet. Never mind. Well, what do you want to talk about? No, I was gonna say how like how you were talking about gimmick matches. I don't like a TLC match for the women's tag championship because first of all, I don't know if this is sounds sexist on my part. But these women are like eight pounds. Nobody's going through a table. You see how hard it is for these women to go through tables, and it just looks shoddy. I feel like if you're going to do a match, just do a ladder match. Yeah. And I I feel like women like this are good with ladder matches. I feel like the Kabuki Warriors will be amazing doing the ladder. Becky and Charlotte have always, like, you know, they're good. Every time we have a table match with the females a table doesn't break or something weird happens it's because they're too light like they don't break the table get a flimsy t- or table or something so it always looks weird because they always have to do their spot twice i think there's another thing to be taken from this and that's also the fact that like we've do- we've only got like seven confirmed matches for this they were barely like put together ahead of time like right no they- build up yeah, and if you look at it in the past, especially this year, we've seen some plenty of pay-per-views where you've got two to three separate women's matches, possibly even four separate feuds. Right. Um, and then here we see this being the sole women's match. And because of the fact that they have been finally throwing some time and energy into establishing our tag team champions. Which I'm happy about. Right. Right. But haven't really 
taking the time to like separate a sec- establish a separate feud for the women's championship. So you've got multiple women being elevated all at once. So instead, they need to get Becky Lynch in the show. They need to get Charlotte on the show. They're trying to establish the Kabuki Warriors. So they just, to me, it's lazy to Very just lazy. give us Becky and Charlotte again in like this same thing. And it's like, what happens? Do we see Becky become two belts again? Becky and Charlotte are tag champs. The Kabuki Warriors get buried and forgotten. And now we have to deal with Becky and Charlotte breaking up again, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't work. Or do we see them not win and then see Charlotte attack Becky and them feuding for the belt again? You know what I mean? Like I'm assuming that's what's happening. Yeah. If I had to pick one that's happening, I feel like it's the latter you just said. And for the record, I feel like these women can and will kick ass tonight. And I do think the match is going to be great. I hope so. Uh, but I, I just, it, from a it, from a storytelling perspective, it's just not one of the women's matches I've really been, you know, looking forward to seeing how this story gets told from, from the ones that have been happening this year. Right, because I feel like the Kabuki Warriors don't need Becky and charlotte to give them the rub i think they're capable on their own and i feel like you could give other women time to shine to feud as a tag build up another tag women like another like you know we have a alexa bliss isn't wrestling right i can't remember oh Um, she's wrestling oh she's wrestling so like i mean put her and what's her face back uh nikki back together or like they're together they're wrestling no 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 what i'm saying is like have them feud with the kabuki warriors and have them have a feud like why are we taking two singles and putting them like, why are we using, like you said, it's lazy. Why are we having Charlotte and Becky go against the Kabuki Warriors when there's tons of other women that you could just have? Yeah, I think the problem is they really just haven't established any face female tag teams. Well, much, they need to fix that the, shit. If you look at all the female tag teams, they're all heels. Uh, iconic heels. Fire and Desire heels. Kabuki Warriors heels. You know, you could take Carmella and just give her a different partner every week. But, you know, uh, they're they're going to... You know, it's not instant chemistry or anything like that. Carmella's face, right? Yes. I feel like they should do something with with Carmella or like one of the girls and have and the way to have it have one of them doing tryouts to find a tag partner. And every time she has a match with someone and they lose, she's like, sorry, you didn't make the cut. But I guess that's more a heel thing. But like, sorry, you didn't make the cut. And then like have her and Dana Brooke tag up and then have her and uh, I don't know, Liv Morgan tag up or like anybody. Right, yeah, that's cool. Like, they're kind of, you know, like, they're kind of trying out to be her tag partner, so she still gets utilized and other female, or you could do that with Dana Brooke or anybody. No, I like it. I like it a lot. It would be a cool way to make the tag team title scene important, too, because you see a person who's a singles wrestler, and especially if it's Carmella, you see a former women's champion say, I'm going into tag wrestling now. I need to get a partner because I want this championship. I want, you know, this, that. So that would be cool. Right, I like it. Who do you think is winning this match? I think the Kabuki Warriors are going to win because Charlotte and Becky are going to like yell at each other or something's going to happen with them. I think they've been pushing the mist hard. So I think it's going to all come down to the Oscar mist. Um, I did enjoy that mist at at, uh, Survivor Series. So yeah, I think Kabuki Warriors take it as well. Uh, Rusev with Bobby Lashley in the feud that doesn't end. It just goes on and on, my friend. Somebody started it not knowing what it was. And, and it's a piece good. of garbage, so can we stop this goddamn match? <laughs> this feud uh, is so I think, stupid. I think Rusev wins this one. And, I think and Rusev wins. Holy shit, this is over. 
Hopefully this is over forever. This might actually be a good match. I hope it's not a squash match because I feel like these guys with tables can do really well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I fully expect Rusev to win. And I wonder if they take it to the extreme and we see Lana go through a table, maybe even like with an accidental bump. Right. Side note, I'm very happy happy that you said the song you said doesn't end and not never ends. Oh, or did you say never? I think said so. I think I said doesn't. But. You're a good person because everyone's like it's a song that never ends. I'm like it's a song that doesn't end. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, sorry, I was very excited. No, I was I, happy you said that. I'm gonna have to listen to this later. I hope I said it right. Yeah, I hope um, you said it right. Or I take it back, and we're not best friends anymore. Viking Raiders, do we think that they will lose their tag team championship tonight against the mystery team? Uh, I think it depends on who it is. Well, if like if like, uh, do you think it could be? The only team I think that could answer this and potentially walk out tag champions are Seth Rollins' new buddies, AOP. But I don't think AOP would answer it. I mean, why not? They are a force. They are aligned with the guy who uh, Seth Rollins... Is is Seth Rollins... Is Seth Rollins what? No, Seth Rollins isn't champion. Uh, No, he's not. Right. So, but Seth Rollins is, you know, he's, he's a top guy over on Raw, and, and now he's got AOP watching his back. Maybe it would look cooler if those guys had the tag straps. You never know. So, can we talk about how I completely went blank and I don't, I can't remember who champs are? I mean, it's Brock Lesnar. That's why. Brock Lesnar. That's what. I'm like, who's the other champ? Right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, who's the SmackDown? Technically, the SmackDown champ, right? No, he's, he's Raw. He remember he, he went over to Raw because oh like, so now the Universal Belt is on SmackDown right exactly Jesus fucking Christ um let's go to uh, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy this is my match of the night right this is like the only thing I'm really actually looking forward to anytime like Alistair Black Buddy Murphy and Cesaro are in a match I'm like yay this is the match I'm looking forward to bro Mustafa Ali Ricochet and Cedric Alexander in that too. Uh, yeah. Those guys are in the match. I'm like, all right, yeah. Or like any of these guys together. Like, just have all of them wrestle every pay-per-view, and this will be my match of the night. Yeah. Um, I think Aleister Black takes it. I think Aleister Black takes it as well. And, uh, the last confirmed match, we'll see if we've got any new ones. We see if Seth Rollins finds himself working tonight, or Kevin Owens, or anything like that. But we've got Bray Wyatt. Not The Fiend. We've got Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. And apparently, it's not even for this championship. Yeah, it's just because he came in. Though, that pro- that vignette was fire. Yeah. Like, that was no, fun. That was fire, 100%. Except, except in a, non, in a non-kayfabe point of view, I felt bad for their daughter. She looked really scared. Yeah, I think, I think she was horrified at, at her father and mother trying to act. I think that's what that was. <laughs> Probably. Like, she was like, you've done how many movies? What? Mm, yeah. Like, I felt bad for her. She looked really scared and like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't know if I was a little girl and that like scary ass doll ended up in my bed. I'd be scared too. I'd be scared too. I thought it was cool that they allowed her to be a part of it. Like, I'm not usually a fan of that kind of stuff. Yeah, me but- neither. But this one kind of, it worked, and it wasn't, you know, too over the line or anything like that. It was a doll, so. Yeah. It wasn't like he was kidnapping her or anything. In this case, it's not like Randy Orton, like, stalking somebody and going to their house and then, like, taking, you know, 
doing something with their kids. Bray Wyatt's whole thing is that he is a children's show host. So right. just, you know, this let me in, you know, it, it, it works. Or like them watching the video and like the puppets being there and her giggling. It, it was kind of scary. It was it was really well done. I'm really looking forward to this because I've been I, A, I really like the idea of having Bray Wyatt have some feuds and having The Fiend have some feuds. I think there's a lot of different things they can do with that. Yeah. Um, it gives I, other people more time, too. Also, the fact is, you do have to address that Bray Wyatt is your WWE champion. And while The Fiend, that character and that phenomenon and the whole everything that follows it, doesn't really allow for five-star matches to happen, it doesn't really make you want to see five star matches. You don't want to see Bray Wyatt look like he could possibly lose right. for an extended period of time. He shouldn't look vulnerable. Right, absolutely. So because of that, the fiend, you should you can pick and choose your spots. What feud calls for the fiend? What feud calls for this type of match? And what type of person can, should we put in the ring with our WWE champion and actually let them go? Yeah. You know, and so I'm curious to see what Bray Wyatt wears to the ring. Is he gonna? Is he going to wrestle in his sweater? I feel like that's so sweaty. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, is he going to constantly wrestle with with a smile on his face and and look super friendly? I hope so. I, I feel like it's very it's very interesting and it captivates me. And I just want more. And if anybody can pull it off, it's definitely Bray Wyatt. Right. The only thing I hate, and I'd be okay if they explained it by telling me that Bray Wyatt's not the champion. The Fiend is. But they're not saying that. Bray Wyatt's got one title, Fiend's got another. So I see zero reason why this is a pay-per-view match that's not for the title. And I feel like the fact that they're are technically separate personalities with separate championships. I feel like it's even more reason to put these belts on the line because then we have to wonder what happens when Bray Wyatt loses the belt that the Fiend won. Yeah. Or other way. Oh, no, not other way around. That doesn't make sense. Or like, (laughs) no, or like the, or the Fiend losing. And then like, what does Bray Wyatt do with his belt? Does he still have the belt? There's so many endless possibilities, which are good for building up characters and storylines. 100%. 100%. Like, there's a lot of things they can do with it. I, I To me, I just think it's a, a silly mistake to not have this match be for the title. Agreed. Um, especially when you've chosen to put the title on Bray Wyatt at the same time as you got the title on Brock Lesnar. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, really, like, looking at this, I don't know what they're going to, I don't know what they're going to have main event. I mean, I could see them doing Reigns and Corbin, but that seems like a kind of a mistake. Because it's a TLC match. It might be the women. Yeah, maybe. Because it's every, a TLC match. They might give them a, 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 another chance to main event. Uh, they, apparently Vince wasn't happy with it last time, but we've got different women. In, in Nobody spot. was. Well, yeah, exactly. <sighs> Those poor uh, women. They also do have a lot of confidence in Charlotte, so I could easily see... Uh, I would actually love to see the women main event. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It'd be a big rub for the tag team championships also. And that's what you need. Right. They should have a tag pay-per-view where only the tag teams have matches. I'd be okay with that if it wasn't only main roster. No, it wouldn't be main roster. It'd be everybody. Everybody. It'd be UK. That's four matches right there. UK. No, five matches. Five. I can't count. UK. NXT. Women's Raw SmackDown. Right. It's wonderful. And we, and what I really, really want them to start doing. In there also. I'm sorry, what? Get some number one contender matches in there also. So Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. 
Have a tag team pay-per-view. Make it happen, WWE. And one thing I really, 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 really want them to start doing is I want the the champions of the women's tag belt to start calling out NXT women. Right. Call out yeah. UK it, women. Or even vice versa. I'd love to see an NXT team call out the Kabuki Warriors. Be like, hey, guys, last I checked, we're eligible to compete for the NXT Tag Team Champions. The only problem is we can't fight champions that aren't here. Right. What are you, scared? And like, yeah, right. call them out. UK uh, also. The UK they can... They also need to do a better job of continuing to establish female tag teams in NXT because they've kind of stopped. Yeah, I think ever since What's-Her-Face went real heel, like that kind of was like the only tag I remember. <laughs> they still have the, the horsewomen, but they're still so green that, you know... You right. got to keep them far away from the tag goal for now. And Team Kick has dissolved. So they kind of got to start bringing, you know, these new girls up. Chelsea Green, let's get her a tag partner. Let's, uh, you Team know, her with Deanna Perrazzo. They've done it before. Like, just put them right. together. Exactly. And and that's okay. Like, We're just do it. Up. Yeah. And it's okay. Like you said, have them call out. Have the Kabuki Warriors call out them. Be like, all right, we already went through both of these the main like raw and smackdown who else do we got and then have the nxt girls come out even just have something where like you know nxt is is good with declaring number one contenders maybe have the kabuki warriors just randomly disrupt uh 100 because here's the thing the invasion did great numbers for these guys and while i don't want them to rely on you know having raw and smackdown and nxt crossovers they do need to define that split but the fact of the matter is if th- this is your opportunity to take advantage of a loophole, 100%. Where you've, got, you've got Raw and or SmackDown superstars who have a belt that is also an NXT eligible belt. So you can have these crossovers and it's not an invasion when you've got Asuka and, and Kari Sane kick all like four women's asses. It's not, oh my God, look at SmackDown in our house. No. Yeah. It's women's tag team champions making a statement. No one is safe. Right. Or like, have a number one contender match on NXT and have the Kabuki Warriors show up and do commentary. And say, I mean, I don't know how much they can do. Not commentary, but have you know, just have them watch is fine. Like have them walk up and like walk with their belts, especially that Asuka and Kyrie Zane were both on NXT and they're NXT women. Or even even just have like a women's tag team win a match and then out of nowhere the Kabuki Warriors music plays and they just come out on the stage and just don't do anything. They just maybe stare. They Maybe they just stare, but it just shows these guys are always watching. Yeah, and that's exactly what you need. Yeah. Such, such good ideas we have. Overall, I think this, I don't think this pay-per-view will disappoint. I just don't think it's going to blow anyone away. It, it's, it's a generic, I feel like it's a generic pay-per-view. It has the gimmick match, which I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of TLC matches. I mean, I'm hit or miss with them. Um right. I think it's just going to be, let's just showcase our wrestlers because we had to have a pay-per-view. Right. You know, like, it, it, this doesn't move anything forward. That's it. This this pay-per-view isn't moving storylines forward. The only thing I'm hoping is it dead, it completely puts a stop to the Rusev and Bobby Lashley storyline because nobody likes this. I'm pretty sure they don't even like it. Like, it's so oh, dumb. They can't. It's impossible. Uh, they make excuses where there's no way they like it, though. And it, it's just also interesting because... This is the last pay-per-view these guys are going to appear on before the push for the Royal Rumble. Right. Where's so Rumble this like, year, Houston? Everybody on this card and everybody, more importantly, everybody not on the card, like U.S. champion Rey Mysterio and, and whoever else. Right. Um, 
by the way, when I was saying earlier, AJ versus Randy, I think I said, I don't think a title change. I think I forgot AJ's not US champion anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. But yeah, I would think AJ would win. Yeah, so like with all these people, Ray, AJ, Randy, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, all these people that are not on the card, we still need to get these guys momentum because we need to think they're big deals going into the Royal Rumble, especially when you now look at the fact that like you used to have spots for the Royal Rumble to go to like a Zack Ryder, a Titus O'Neil, an Apollo Cruz, but now every show's only got 10 representatives. And, and you don't and- have surprises anymore. And for the most part, the main players on both shows, uh, you know, the champions yeah. are really not not there. You know, it, Bray Wyatt's there, but, you know, in his limited role, you know, his appearances, Firefly, all that kind of stuff. Brock Lesnar's gone. So the top names on these shows, a guy like a Seth Rollins or a guy like a Roman Reigns, these guys all have to be in that Royal Rumble, you know. Right. A right. King Corbin, you know, and it, it gets down to the point where, like, all the stuff they're trying to do with Shorty G, does he not get a spot in the Royal Rumble? Because then all, you're, all you've done is waste time. Right. If he doesn't even get to represent himself in the Royal Rumble, then you're not actually pushing him. You're just barely using him. Yeah, it it, it becomes a slippery slope. And what was fun, what used to be fun, I mean, I'm happy that some people will get opportunities, but it becomes a slippery slope where... Now we're not getting the fun like surprises anymore, like right. because you need to fill up the thing. So I mean, last year I don't think there were any surprises last year. Well, keep in mind this is also a rumor. So I know, I know, but I mean, it's, it's just it's also very possible that they don't announce all ten for each people, and you know, right. we we get an idea of the main guys in. We know Seth Rollins and Randy Orton and AJ will be in it. But then we're kind of left guessing on a few others. Um, But you're right. It does kind of make it where if you're only got 10 spots for each brand that we have to look at as equals, it does kind of make it that any legend that does get a spot. I don't know if like as much as we like surprises and we like seeing legends get their royal moments. I don't know if we want to see that anymore when now these spots mean more than ever. Right. Like if it means Ricochet's got to take the night off, uh, I don't want to see Ricochet have the night off because Ricochet could could be one of those the Kofi Kingston's of like doing fun spots like his girlfriend did in last year this year. I also see a Ricochet be a kind of guy who comes in at like one or two and lasts until the final two type of thing, you know, yeah. where, where it just gets the crowd addicted to wanting to see him win. Where even if he loses, he's got super like he's got a lot of momentum going in the mania, which is you know that's the job, that's the key, right. Right. It's yeah. just, it, um, it's, once again, it's, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. I, like I said, I don't think the pay per view is gonna disappoint because I'm looking at the card and there's not a weak person on this bunch. No, uh, not at all. And I especially think if you put the Viking Raiders in the ring with a team from NXT UK, I don't care who it is, I think they're gonna show out. So uh, yeah, I think uh, people are gonna have some good wrestling to see tonight. Wrestling uh, like said, might not be exciting to talk about tomorrow, but it should be fun to watch tonight. Yeah, and that's always exciting. Uh, guys, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Heel Marks. We are on Facebook, Heel Marks, a wrestling podcast. Go to iTunes, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. We are on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees, buy our shit. We got puppies. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in every week. And remember, guys, we're not just smart marks. We're heel marks. Uh-huh.